to a tradition unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Yes! 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 Give me what I want! Give me what I want! You know what I want! We're gonna give you what you want! It's about damn time. It's about damn time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10, or actually episode 1, the inaugural episode of the Tommy and Wiggy show. This was the Tom Shuffler podcast. I was doing it by myself, but I got tired of talking to myself in the basement. It was like pulling teeth the past couple of days trying to record episode 10, so I decided to add a co-host with me, make this a little bit more fun for me and enjoyable. So here is my co-host. This is Zach Wiggleton. Yo, what's up, everybody? So I've known Zach for just about 17 years now. Year 17. We both love we both love sports. We love talking about sports. So I figured what better way for us to hang out than get some time in and also record a podcast. So kill two birds with one stone. Yes, sir. So today's episode, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the news of the MLB and NBA potentially returning soon. We'll put a bow on the last dance. Finally, that is over. Then I I stumbled upon a pretty interesting article about record-setting offenses in the NFL and how they have a regression the next year. I wanted to talk about that in regards to Lamar and the Ravens. And then we were going to talk about uh, my top 50 list. I was going to recap it for Wiggy and then dive into 9 through 5. All right. So NBA news came out potentially that they're looking at June 21st for training camps to start. I've been talking about that in the past couple episodes now that that's most likely going to be the starting date. So they're going to do June 21st training camps and then July 21st they're looking at the NBA season's kicking off. So we're still deciding whether they're going to do straight to the playoffs, the top 16 teams as is, just jump in or they're trying to do it where they want every team to play at least 70 regular season games. So most teams are like 4 or 5 games away from that. So they can have some games to knock the rust off, get in the flow of things before you just jump into the playoffs. And or they're talking about just all 30 teams get in and it's just an all for all. Just whoever wins wins. I hate that one a lot. I honestly think like the teams like the Cavs and the Warriors, they shouldn't even have to play. Shouldn't a game. be there. They shouldn't. shouldn't. They shouldn't even have to play a game, though. No. I mean, especially when you got guys like Larry Nance Jr. He has Crohn's disease. He's got a compromised immune system. He's afraid to play. Like, he shouldn't have to play for a team that's won 13 games. You know, it's just not fair. It's stupid. There's no point. They have to leave and be quarantined in Orlando or Disneyland for a couple months, and they're not even in the playoff chase. It's really stupid. They're, that's the problem, though. That's why we aren't getting anywhere. Like I said, it's the top 16 teams for me. It, it don't make any sense bringing all these teams back and taking that risk on the COVID-19 no. pandemic. Especially with all the old head coaches and yep. you still got to decide who's essential, who's not essential on the bench. And, and the traveling. Right. Well, they're going to do, I think, the primary thing that they're trying to decide is whether they're going to do all the Western Conference ones in Vegas and then all the Eastern Conference team play in Disney World. I heard that. Or they're just going to do it all in Disney World and keep everybody in a bubble. But then Jared Dudley said the other day that they're not going to be in a bubble and the players can come and go as they please. So it's like, well, what the hell's the point of them 
being all in Orlando and being quarantined, then if they can just come and go as they please, do they not know what a lockdown means? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then they said if someone gets COVID-19, like how Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell did, they're not going to just shut the season down. They're just going to quarantine that person. That's like I said, it's just tough to do. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's... Uh, look, we're about to get Little League baseball teams back out on the field before any of these four major sports do. Like, that's a bad look. They got to figure this out quick. And LeBron James, he's definitely going to be in a bubble. Like, oh, he yeah. Can, yeah, like, don't they come and go and all that? No. It's, now, look, they're trying to figure out how they can get their Instagram models to come in for... <laughs> to cheat on their wives that's what they got to figure out that's the biggest thing they got to figure out that's the only reason they're trying to hammer out these details once they figure that out then they'll be back on the court in no time you're true about that and james harden's waiting for the strip clubs to open back up (laughs) actually did you see a picture of him no he's lost like a lot of weight really yeah he looks like in amazing shape he's been like working out this entire time like you see like all you have to do is like shut down the bars you shut down the strip clubs and, like, James Harden's, like, ready to go. He's, like, a top three player in the league. He's top ready to player. go right now. Damn. See, the thing is, I posted something on Facebook earlier today. I, I, I shared that picture, and I said, like, with Harden looking like this and the shape he's in, and, I mean, they're going to be – Houston could be dangerous. Yeah. Because at this point, you think about it, this point in the season, we're in the conference finals right yeah. now. We would be. Yeah. And James Harden Already is fatigued. gassed. Yeah. Gassed. Because mm-hmm. of the way that offense, it all goes through him, okay. and he is out of gas. Mm-hmm. They ran out of gas two years, almost three years in a row three against years Golden in a row. State. Yep. Golden State, they had them against the ropes, and they couldn't finish because James Harden was gassed. Yes. That's what those old Phoenix Suns teams were. Steve Nash, by the end, gassed because that just went through him. That D'Antoni offense, run and gun, like it's, it's all run. through him. It's always running. That's all through him. I mean, and if they just start playing the playoffs now, it's glorified pickup. And who does that favor more than anybody? James Harden, Harden and Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. A glorified pickup ball? Yeah. Hell yeah, that would. LeBron, you know how he is. He has a feel-out game every playoff series. The yep. first game of every series, it's a playoff. It's it's a feel-out game yeah. every single time. Yep. He always plays terrible, and they're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? It's, oh, he's not showing up again. It's like, no, it's just a feel-out game. Yep. He's seeing how it looks. He's just figuring everything out. He's seeing what they're doing. He's picking his spots. Right, and he will. But, you know, if they shorten this thing, you got a three-game first-round series, you don't have time for a feel-out game. That's the thing, too. They don't know if they're going to shorten playoff series. They only do a three, five, and then a seven. You can't do a feel-out game. Every game matters. The 8C could knock off a one because they had an off night, and then they're down 1-0, and they only got two more games. I think they should do that. They should just make it three games. Make the first round three games. Make it more interesting. Not not for here on out, though, but just this season. Well, do you think, like what Shaq was saying, do you think that there's an asterisk on... The title, whoever wins, like it doesn't count. Because uh, I don't hear people doing that about San Antonio's in 99. It's for the lockout season. Nobody talks about that one. That's true. Nobody makes fun of that one. Yeah, that's true. I would say I might put a little asterisk on it. I think it's I think it's more impressive whoever wins this one. Yeah. I think it's more impressive. I don't think it's like, oh, this is a soft-ass title. It doesn't count. Yeah. No, I mean, no. There's a, let, Let's be clear. There's going to be an asterisk, and it's going to be a soft title if the Lakers win it. <laughs> if LeBron wins his fourth this way, yeah. everyone's going to make fun of it. And it's not going to count. And then they're going to use that against him in these stupid Jordan conversations. <laughs> Without a doubt, a thousand percent. If anybody else wins it, it's going to be a heroic thing. And like, wow, how did they pull this off? That's what it is. If, yep. the, if the Lakers do it, soft. It doesn't count. This is whack. It should have even happened. They should have canceled the season. LeBron's fourth doesn't count. He's still got three. That's what's going to happen. That's going to oh, be the narrative. It's going to happen. That's going to be the narrative. The perfect narrative. Well, for everybody, yeah. I can't wait for that one. I might delete social media once that finally happens. No, actually, I'll keep it going. I don't care how LeBron gets this fourth one. 
They could do it in an empty YMCA, and he wins it. I don't care. It still counts. If he's playing pickup ball in my backyard and he gets his fourth title, I don't care. It counts. But didn't he say he didn't want to play in the empty arena? Nope, but that money talks, bro. That money talks. Because pretty soon they're getting to the point where they're going to start losing their money. And it's oh. not just the owner's money. They're going to start not yeah. getting paid. So yeah. they're going to want to get out there. Yeah. Money talks. Yeah. That's for all these things. Money talks at yeah. the end of the day. Money does talk because the biggest issue with the MLB returning is it's all about money. It's about compensating the players. Yep. A lot of players don't want to play because they're going to take a pay cut. A pay cut of a pay cut, I should say. They already agreed to, to cut their salary in half for the, for, their, for the owners. They already decided, we'll give you half of our pay because it's going to be a shortened season. We already agreed to that, so we're not going to get our full paycheck already. Then the owners want them to do a 50-50 revenue split along with that, too. So that's another pay cut that they're going to take. It's not worth it for some of the players. I mean, Blake Snell, he took a lot of shit for what he said, but, I mean, he's not wrong. And a lot of people are saying that he is wrong or that he's a pussy or something because he makes millions of dollars, but he can't go out there and throw a ball. Well, I mean, he didn't sign up to be in a global pandemic and go out there and risk getting sick to throw a baseball. It's not that big of a deal. And you want him to take a pay cut? That's, that's true. And then people bring up, well, essential employees, they're not taking pay cuts. Or they're they're out there every day, and, you know, they're not worried about their money. They don't make millions of dollars. It's like, well, like, you and I, we're essential employees, technically. Yes, we are. If someone were to tell me to take a pay cut, you can kiss my ass. I'm not doing it. Same. And I don't make millions of dollars. Like, everyone talks about healthcare workers. I love healthcare workers. Good for them, but they signed up to do this stuff. Yes. They knew what they were doing, and they're not taking a pay cut to do it. So shut the hell up. It's not, they're not pussies. It's, I don't know why people are so quick to just, oh, you're a pussy because you don't want to play. It's all about money. Hell yeah, it's about money. If I was making that kind of money and someone was trying to mess with my money, no way. I don't think so. And some of this, you got to think about this. Sometimes this might be the only season that somebody gets a big payday. And they're going to miss out on getting that big payday because they're taking two pay cuts. What if they blow their knee out and they never play again? They missed out on the biggest payday of their life. That's what I was about to say. Their body makes their money. It, uh, yeah, exactly. You, so you expect them to get locked away in Arizona, away from their player, away from their families, be locked in a hotel room and play 80 games, playing double headers like every day, like for a, a half of a half of what they're supposed to make. I don't care how many millions of dollars you make. I, I don't blame them. I'm always pro player on this thing. I don't know why so many people are just rushing to protect billionaires, but they are. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. So that's not going to get fixed until. The owners were sending that 50-50 revenue split, and they got a ticking clock, too, because they want to have opening day, 4th of July weekend. So they want, they want spring training to start at least first week of June. So they need to get that labor dispute done, like, now. Yeah. yeah. And the players, are, they're pissed now because they saw that an email was leaked from MLB. They put it out in the media to try and scare the players. So now the players are even more pissed. So, I mean, we're probably looking at, like, a 94 lockout. We won't get a season in baseball. I so. Know. I can see that. And then the NFL, they're talking about today that they're fully planning on playing in full stadiums. Even though the Steelers, they put out their tickets on Friday, and they only put out half of their tickets because of social distancing. They're trying to keep as many people like in the stands without being right on top of people as they can. But the NFL is saying, nah, we're playing in full stadiums. So which one is it? They don't know yet. Exactly. They don't know. And it's... And then Ohio State, they're talking about they're going to have 20,000 people in their 100,000-seat arena. But then Michigan's talking about they don't want any fans. And then they're talking about starting Big Ten play, but without Michigan. You can't No, you, you can't, can't do that. that. No. You can't have the biggest school in the Big Ten not be in the Big Ten. You can't start the season without Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan rivalry? Yeah, you, Come can't, on. you can't do that. So, I don't know. 
There's Look, there's going to be live sports coming, and I'm pretty sure, I'm very confident that the NBA is going to get started when they plan on getting started. So June 21st, I believe we're going to have basketball in some capacity. I'm very confident in that. I think Bro. the players are getting to Adam Silver where he's like, we have to do this now. Adam Silver doesn't want to be the bad guy yeah, in any situation. Just, just a nice guy. you know. He just wants to be the nice guy. He's always paying attention to what people are saying about things on Twitter, and he wants to make sure that he's the cool guy, he's the cool commissioner, and... People want this to happen, so it's going to happen. And it's just, it's not a matter of like if it's when, it's going to happen. Mr. Dimwitty, he's the one who leaked these dates. The players already know this is the, this is what they're talking about. They're going to make it happen. So hopefully we get basketball back, we get some live sports back, and uh, all will be right with the world again. Because we're, we're almost like 80 days without live sports. I feel like. I feel like an alcoholic who just got clean and I should just like carry around a coin and just show you like, oh, I'm 70 days clean. <laughs> Even though you didn't ask, it's just like, oh, 70 days clean. I've gone 70 days without, without watching sports. It's, it's that bad. It's that bad. It's also the fans too. It's just, once it comes back to sports as a whole, even people, it just feels That's like. That's the problem too. It's like, are you going to go to a live game if, if, when it first starts back up? If you have the chance, are you going to go into a packed arena? I'll wear a mask. Okay. I yeah. mean, I'd, I'd be fine with wearing a mask, too. I mean, I wear a mask to work every day. What's the difference if I sit and watch What's a game? For, I don't care. We've been All of us been wearing a mask, what, for the last two months, yeah, three I'm, months? I'm, I don't care. I'll go to a game. You want to watch a game? Wear I'll, a mask. I'll go to a baseball game and watch. Uh, I'll wear a mask. I don't care. That's why I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, but a lot of people, they're so spooked, they wouldn't they wouldn't go. That's it. It's just put the tickles to But then you have the polar opposite of, like, every person is, like, at the beach right now just yeah. doing whatever. It's... It's 50-50. Who, who wants who, who wants to go out there and who doesn't? You know what I mean? I hope they start that basketball season before that second wave hits because that second wave is going gonna, gonna to do some damage. Yeah. That's like... They're talking about what, the end of summer, about September? Yeah. It's going to be like it's gonna be like game six, Clay Thompson, or like LeBron game six in Boston when he played when he was in Miami. He dropped him as 50 to keep him alive. It's gonna, he's going to have that look in his eyes. That's what COVID-19, the second wave, is going to have. But hopefully they get the sports going, and that's that's not their problem anymore because they're going to keep going because that's what they said. That's they said no matter what happens, they're keeping this shit rolling. So you can't go back on that now. You can't, you can't come back on it now. You already said if some of you tested positive, doesn't matter. That player's getting quarantined, and the season rolls on, which, I mean, you can pray to God that it's not an important player. or That's what I'm saying. Hopefully Rudy Gobert doesn't get it again. I don't know what I'd do if LeBron got it. I'd... They still never said what two Lakers players got it. Yeah, they never did. But, I mean, if, if LeBron got COVID-19, we would know we LeBron got COVID-19. Because he would world. say on Instagram that oh, he yeah. got COVID-19. For sure. And then he would, like, build it up to, like, I'm going to win the championship and overcoming COVID-19. You know, he would build it as this thing where it's like, all right, dude, this is kind of, like, <laughs> nauseating. But whatever. I love the guy. But still, yeah. it's like, all right, man, get, give it a rest, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so it was definitely two players that nobody gives a shit about. If yeah. it was, it wasn't Anthony Davis and LeBron James. That's for sure. Yeah, if it was, we would have known about it. Yeah, we would have known their test before they knew it. That's true. For sure, like a thousand percent. That's true. So we just got to hang in a little bit longer. Hopefully, we get. Hopefully, we get the basketball back. Hopefully, we get baseball back. Hopefully, football gets it together. Because I don't know. I mean, they still. They're still trying to figure out technology to get surgical masks like inside of the face masks and then they're still trying to decide if they can even get training camps going even though new york they gave the green light to all their sports teams to start having training camps again so that's a good sign but they still need to get dates down of when they can have these many people doing stuff i don't know didn't didn't new york have like one of the most cases yeah it's like the hot the hot spot for it it's like one of the, like yeah it's like the hotbed for it so they're they're saying it's okay so i mean 
I don't know. And that asshole opened everything. Jeez. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> they said they want to get testing for everybody before every game, all that stuff. That's a lot of testing. That's a lot of that's a lot of moving parts. But again, these are multi-billion-dollar organizations. They can figure it out a lot better than I can. They can pull so it off. I hope they do. Because we need some kind of normalcy. I don't yeah. care if this. I don't care if they put fake crowd noise in or it, there's nobody in there. I don't care. Just make it happen. We need something to happen. Yeah. I'm. I'm not doing another simulator in any sports game. That's it. I'm not doing that. I gave. I pulled the plug on the playoff one in basketball. I don't care. It's too depressing. Especially 2K, man. It's too depressing. It drives me crazy. I'm not doing it. It's too depressing to look at. <laughs> Filling out a calendar. No, it's depressing. We should be into Game Three of the Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals right now. That's what we should be doing. We should be watching Kawhi and LeBron right now. Game Three. We're getting ready for the finals that's what we should be doing instead we're not watching anything so we'll figure it out don't make it happen i don't make it happen I, there's no way i mean there's no way that little league baseball teams are going to be hitting the diamond before the nba gets tipped off like that's just i can't stress to you how pathetic that would look if that's what's happening it can't it can't happen it can't. it can't happen so adam silver he'll make it happen he'll bend over backwards to make this work so he's the good guy and yeah. nobody will make fun of him or anything like nope. that that's the difference between him and David Stern. Yep. David Stern loved being a bad guy. Yep. He said, bring it on. Roger Goodell loves being a bad guy. He will do whatever it takes. He doesn't care what people think. One thing I will admire about Roger. So that's what's going on right now in the sports world. I'm not going to talk about NASCAR because I don't give a fuck about NASCAR. Do you give a shit about NASCAR? Do I do care? not. No. I do Nobody not. cares about NASCAR. I'm not that desperate for sports, okay? I'm not that desperate to watch some kind of sport, even though NASCAR, that's very loosely putting, calling that a sport. I'm very loosely calling golf a sport. That's like a hobby, you know? There's no comp There's nobody stopping you from doing what you need to do in golf. There's no... Th it's you versus you, yeah. honestly. Yeah. You're playing against other people, but you're not you're because not. there's no defense. There's no there's no one stopping you from getting on the fairway. You. You're that's stopping true. yourself from getting on the fairway. Yep. That's that's a part of the part where it's like I don't consider that a sports sport. Like almost yeah. technically NASCAR is almost true. more of a sport than golf is because there's other cars preventing you from getting to the finish line. True. Technically, I'm very loose. If you can smoke a cigarette and drink a beer at the same time you're doing something, it's not a sport. Darts, not a sport. Bowling, not a sport. You can drink a beer and smoke a cigarette while you throw the ball down the lane if you really wanted to, and you'd be just fine. People bowl 300s like that. Not impressed. Not a sport. But really, golf? Golf, it's... It, the swing. We're dancing. We're, we're getting close for me. I'll, I'll give it one because I like watching it. But I don't it, like watching NASCAR, so I, I'm not no. giving it that. I like watching golf on a Sunday. I mostly yeah. just like watching Tiger Woods. Play. It's like mostly Tiger. And Brooks Kafka. There's some guys I like, but it's yeah. like, it's I'm not I'm not sitting there pounding my chest that it's a great sport or anything. It's probably than you think it is, though. That's no, the, it is. And by really fat guys. Yeah. Fat people tell you golf is a sport. If you Old have to people. take, you take a golf cart from stop to stop too. You don't even walk, bro. You don't even have to do anything, really. You swing your arms and hips, yeah. and then you, you, you got walk. your own caddy. You, yeah, you don't even carry your clubs. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it, we're we're on the we're you, straddling the line of sports. Yeah, you got me thinking now. <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. But I mean, Phil and Brady versus Peyton and Tiger. It was entertaining today. We really needed that. That was awesome. Yeah. Very entertaining. Both of the, Tom and Peyton, they both suck at golf. And that's okay. I've really related to them for the first time in their entire lives of watching them perform athletics because I felt like it was like, yeah, I could probably take them in golf maybe. Maybe I'd have a chance. Tiger was Tiger. Phil was Phil. It was good. It was entertaining enough. Peyton's hilarious. He should be on TV all the time. All the time. They should throw as much money as him as humanly possible for Monday Night Football. They're not going to. They should have Peyton Manning and Pat McAfee. That should be it. Those who should be in the booth, Monday Night Football. That'll save it right there. Because Tessator and Booger was horrible. I tried not to watch any of the Monday Night games because they were that hard to listen to. And the year before was really bad with Jason Witten and Booger yeah. McFarland. And I don't even remember who was doing it with them. I think it was Sean McDonough. He was bad, too. Yeah. 
I think that's who it was. Whatever. Yeah. The ESPN's Monday Night Football has been bad for a long time. It was pretty good with Tariko and Jaworski. Or no. Yeah, Tariko, Jaworski, and Gruden was good. And yep. then just Gruden and Tariko was good. And Jaworski, Kornheiser, and Tariko was really good. That was awesome. They were really good. Yep. No, it, it's been terrible since. But whatever. All right, so finally, I know it's late. It's actually, it's a week late. But finally, I finally get to talk about The Last Dance is finally over. Here we, we go. We made it. We made it through 10 hours of Michael Jordan propaganda. We made it through five weeks of Michael Jordan propaganda. We did it. And the funny thing is, I was telling every person that I knew before this thing started, you could attest to this. I told you exactly what it was going to be. Michael Jordan was going to lie, and he was going to tell you what he thought you needed to hear. We didn't learn anything new. We didn't see anything new. We didn't even talk to anybody new. It was all shit. We've already heard before. If we yep. watched basketball before, and we we were alive in the 90s, you knew all this stuff that happened. Nothing new happened. They didn't even give us new footage of the Dream Team games or the scrimmages. We didn't even get that. You know what we got? We got Michael Jordan talking about his personal vendettas against every person who's ever taken breath in the same room as him to get him motivated for a game. I got I cut him off on the street. He used that to score 45 on the Knicks or something like that. Cool, man. We get it. Every single story was, that's all I needed. That's the fuel I needed to kick their asses. It's like, relax, man. Take it easy. I asked you this question before we recorded. And watching that and not knowing that Scottie Pippen was a top 50, top he's a top 25 player all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'll say top 50. Would you know, after watching that documentary, that Scottie Pippen was a top 50 player of all time? Honestly, would you honestly know that honestly, after watching that documentary? You don't have to lie. Honestly, when he first got introduced during the documentary. Sure, they, they did a good job set, of... Yes. Of building him up just to tear him down by the next episode. That's all it was. He started out, this guy came in like he's the dude to help me get over that hump. Right. He said the he's line like my was side like, kick. There's no, there's no Jordan Batman, without Pippen. Yeah, that, he's Batman and Robin. Right. And then he did a great job of Rob. tearing him down. That it went downhill after since then. After, Scotty was pissed at the way he was portrayed through this whole thing. Dude, and I don't blame him. I was mad that he was portrayed that way. Dude, Phil Jackson made him look like a pussy the whole time. Yeah, Phil Jackson. He was. He hated Scotty Pippen. That's a funny thing, too, about Phil. Him and, him and Jordan have a very strange relationship because yeah. they will never say a negative word about the other. No. Phil has got some good dirt on Mike. He has to. Oh. Because the. The thing, because Horace Grant is really pissed off about Mike at Mike because of the documentary, and he's still saying that he was a locker room snitch about the Jordan Rules book with Sam Smith, who has he's really good friends with. So they were just like, "Oh, it was Horace." With everyone who has a brain knows it was Phil Jackson and it was the coaching staff who was leaking all that information about Mike and about the team. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Horace Grant. It wasn't. Everybody knows that, but Mike still he's just saying it's Horace. He's not going to say anything bad about Phil. I don't know why. Phil's probably got some really good dirt on him or something. And Mike has probably got some really good dirt on Phil because they will not say a bad word about each other at all. Actually, I think, you know what? Mike wouldn't say a bad word about anybody who coached him because he's probably the most coachable player of his stature, of his status ever. I think it's one of those things that, another thing that adds to his resume of being like one of the greatest players ever is how coachable he was. Because a lot of players, his stature, they're not coachable. That's true. And they're not listening to their head coach, and they're not going to bat for whoever is coaching them the way Mike did. So he did with Doug Collins. He loved Doc Collins. He loved Doc Collins. And he loved Phil Jackson. And that's he would die for those people. You're right. And most coaches, I mean, they couldn't get undying love from their superstar player like that. They couldn't. I mean, Phil couldn't do that with Kobe sometimes, you know? Shane Z with Shaq. I mean, it's happened to all these I mean, LeBron, I mean, that speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Now looking back, yeah, LeBron. I mean, most of the players nowadays, they're not coachable. No. They're not. They're really not. I mean, all the players who get 
get their coaches fired almost all the time just because they don't agree with what they're saying or they think they're smarter than them. Yep. Mike, he listened to who he listened to Phil, like he knew everything and Michael didn't know anything. Yeah. He did the same thing with Doug. He went to bat for Doug Collins. Yep. There was a little riff for a second with Phil because Phil wanted to do the triangle and take the ball out of his hands more. Yeah. He's like, This he, is bullshit. Yep. I don't want to do this. Yeah, he did mention that. that. He did say that. He did say that. For a second. And he was for like, You know what? I, I agree with it right after. This that. guy got me a title. So I don't know, man. The thing, last dance, it was entertaining. It was something that I think it really got me through not having anything to watch. That's all it was. I think it. I kept saying throughout this, it would have been a lot more satisfying to watch after watching the NBA Finals come to a completion. LeBron wins his fourth ring. You're feeling a little more satisfied. Then you can watch this Jordan thing. The thing was, it's just like LeBron could like respond to this stuff on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the shitty part of this is that he had to just sit at home and watch this stuff. And then once the last dance wrapped up, I don't know if you 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 don't you're like me. You don't watch ESPN a lot. No. I, I'll show you. I'll show you this poll that they ran on the Sunday night after the finale they ran they 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 apparently they polled 500 people and look at the the fifth grade questions of this poll i'll read you some of them so the better offensive player that's an obvious one it it went 65 35 jordan better defensive player 59 percent jordan 41 percent lebron better passer who do you think won this one oh lebron (laughs) no uh what he lost this one 59 percent to 41 percent what i shit you not when i saw that i was like this list is an absolute abomination lebron's top 10 all-time in assists he's the greatest passer of all time okay so preferred teammate 63 percent jordan to 37 percent lebron preferred teammate they asked 500 people at Great Clips who's the preferred teammate. Like, they played with him or something. Better clutch performer. 74% said Mike. 26% LeBron. Well, you know that's going to happen. Well, I mean, LeBron has the better clutch percentage numbers. I mean, he has all these statistics. To back up these things are false, but that's okay. Choice to take the last shot. 76% Mike. 24% LeBron. This one cracked me up. More amazing. That's the thing. More amazing. <laughs> More amazing of what? Of what? It just said more amazing. So 74% said Mike was more amazing. Just more amazing. What, what is happening? <laughs> and then the next one, more likely to win one-on-one. 67% said Mike, 33% for LeBron. These are the good ones. These are the last batch. This, these are the cracked me up. Positive impact off the court. Who do you think won this one? Oh, my God. Mike won 62%. 38% against the guy who opened a college to put thousands of Akron kids through school. <laughs> and then in the documentary, that politician... Republicans well, uh, buy sneakers too, Zach. <laughs> Better look. That's the next question. What? Better look. What does that mean? What? 65% Jordan. <laughs> Better signature sneaker for style and fashion. 79% Jordan. Of course. 21% LeBron. Now, hey, Jordan's shoes while he was playing? Untouchable. The shit he puts out? Recently, garbage. Yes. Complete garbage. I've actually really never was a big... <laughs> garbage. Yes, nobody, Jordan shoes fan. Nobody touches Jordan on the court. When he was playing, when he was dropping shoes when he was playing, untouchable. Is that he's putting out now for Jordan? Horrible. When Zion Williamson signed with Jordan, I f- almost fell out of my chair. I was so upset. <laughs> Same thing with Jason Tatum. I was like, are you kidding me? Carmelo Anthony is the only one who makes a decent Jordan shoe now. Yeah. And... They're not even any good anymore. Nope. His first fives were incredible. I bought them every time they came out. Now, 
you won't catch me sitting outside waiting for Jordans. Oh, yeah. So 79% to 21% was that one. Last one. Better signature sneaker for performance. 77% Jordan to 23% LeBron. Have you ever tried playing basketball in a pair of Jordan 13s? Dude. Your feet are going to fall apart. I've always said Jordan Jordan was talking about how his feet were falling apart in his own documentary about his shoes. Dude. I play in LeBron Soldier 5s. I play in them. I've been playing in them for like 10 years. I always buy a new pair. They're the most comfortable shoes I've ever played ball in. But again, they, they interviewed, they polled 500 people who live in Chicago and live in the Bay Area. That's what they did. Oh, this, of course. Bro, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Why did they even do this? This was completely unnecessary. It is. Look, we just put a bow on the Last Dance documentary. Why did it have to go to this? Why did it do this? Dude. Why did it do this? This was so unnecessary. I was watching I was watching the Scott Van Pelt show after it was on and they were doing this and I was like, What is happening? What why are we doing this? What what is the point of this? What is the point of this? Why do they do this? Completely unnecessary. And this is the part that made me mad where it's like it's recency bias. Yeah. LeBron hasn't played is. in like three months. <laughs> I just don't get it. It just something about LeBron, man. People don't like him. No. That's and it. look, I get it. He's been in our face, he's been shoved down our throat since he was sixteen years old. He, we were watching him on ESPN. Dick Vitale was calling his games at 16 years old. He has been in our face for over 20 years. He's been Sports Illustrated dubbed him the Chosen One, the next Mike. He was 17 years old. They were calling the next Michael Jordan. People were like, oh, hell no. Nobody's going to be Michael Jordan. Even Michael Jordan said, I was reading an article, and his quote about LeBron was like, he might be a decent player. He'll be all right. (laughs) Well, he's been the best player on the planet since 2007. Yes, sir. He's been at least since 2003. All he's done is just, for him to do what he's done with the incredible expectations that has been laid upon him, not only being as young as he was coming to the league, but coming to his hometown team and bring them out of being one of the most dog shit franchises in NBA history. It's insane. He's, it's just, I just, and plus, I mean, as big of a superstar he is and how the way 24-7 media outlets are and just all this coverage and he hasn't had one slip up where it's like he's had some controversial thing or something he said something stupid about china over the summer which was what you think he was gonna say yeah it's about his money man what are we doing here jordan did the same thing republicans buy sneakers too right that's the same thing he was doing that's it that's the only thing we're business over there that's it that's all lebron has done wrong But man, you think this guy was the biggest dickhead in the world. People just don't like, and I think this is a part of the player empowerment movement that he started. That's what I was about to say. The thing with the Miami the Heat thing, but he came back to his hometown. Well, the thing, got- the thing is, Mike did it one place. Kobe did it one place, and that means a lot to people. A lot of people look at Shaq differently because he played with a lot of different teams. That's it, it, it plays a part for some people. But the way the game is going now, and Kobe just got lucky. Well, the thing, the thing is now, I think the problem, uh, LeBron, he did this to himself, kind of, is yeah. he paved the way for the Kevin Durants to yep. go to Golden State. He paved the way for these super teams to be built. Yep. The thing that has been a thorn in the side of him not winning yep. eight championships, the, he's been eight straight finals. Eight straight. And the problem, the problem is Only his, one player, three. his player empowerment movement has bit him in the ass. Dude. He's, he's a victim of his own movement. He revolutionized the game, but to his detriment. Yep. To his detriment. If he never would have went to Miami, Kevin Durant would have never left OKC like that went to Golden State. It would have been unheard of for him to even have the confidence to be able to pull off a move like that. He did say that. He's like, LeBron did it. Right. That that was his first day. That was his go-to. So. I mean, I made fun of Kevin Durant when he did it, but I get why he did it. He couldn't beat him. 
He couldn't beat him, so you might as well just join the team who's going to beat him. Hey, no better way to be called the best player on the planet than to beat LeBron James in the finals. And it still didn't work for him because everyone was like, no, it's still LeBron. So that's why he left Golden State. He was pissed. He didn't like the way he was going. I don't blame him. And then he got, you know, guys on Twitter starting the Steph better stuff, and they chased him out of town. Did him and Draymond, did they really didn't get along, him and Draymond? No. Jeez. Even though Draymond was the guy who was crying in the parking lot after Game 7 of yeah. the 2016 He's finals. He's the called him up. Yeah, he called him crying in the parking lot after LeBron won. And he called Kevin Durant to tell him to come. And then, you know, they're in a regular season game. He's like, we don't need you. You're a bitch. Leave. Okay, well, you you were begging for him in that finals against yeah. Kawhi. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's easy to make fun of, you know, Steph because he was carried by, you know, KD for two finals. But that's not the case at all. That's not entirely true. Kevin Durant was a buzzsaw, but... Curry was putting up amazing numbers too. You know he's yeah. the first player in NBA history to average twenty over twenty six points per game and not win Finals MVP. He's done it three times and he doesn't have a Finals MVP. That's why the thing where it's like he's never won a Finals MVP. It's like they make fun of him for it, but it's like it's kind of weird that he hasn't won it. Yeah, two thousand fifteen was a it, that's, that's a travesty. Andre Iguodala does not deserve that at all. I don't know how he did it. Was it for his defense? He gave up a 45-point triple-double for a series. Was it his defense? I know LeBron shot 35%, but that's because there was nobody else on the floor. And what game he started? He started what? Game he started. He started in like game four, and it's yeah. apparently changed the series. It changed no, the series. Stephen Curry put Matthew Delvadova in the hospital. That's yep. what changed the series. Yep. He literally put Matthew Delvadova in the hospital. He busted his ass. Busted his ass. He had nothing and left for him. Nobody voted for Curry. They all voted for LeBron. LeBron and Andre Iguodala. LeBron got more votes than Curry did. And Iguodala also was getting open shots, too, by the end of the series, Yeah, he still wasn't I even mean, knocking down all of them. No. He was shooting 35% from the free throw line. That's your finals MVP? <laughs> the, the Cavs were wearing, they were wearing down. You could just tell. Dude, Matthew Delvadova got sent to the hospital, yeah. man. He was trying. <laughs> he really was trying. So them first two games, though. It was he, funny to make it, fun of Stephen Curry yeah. for getting locked up by Matthew yes, Davidson. It was, it was were, great to watch. That was first. some of the, that was that was one of the funnest yeah. times of me being a Cowboy. And I was fan. like, this is not gonna last long though. No, it's not. No. No. Damn you, Kelly Olenek. Yeah. It's weird. The Cavs and Warriors, they won opposite years that they should have won. Yes. Fifteen the Cavs should have won. Yeah. And sixteen the Warriors should have won. Yeah. They flip flopped. Yep. And then the Warriors got a nuclear warhead. And then that changed the whole rivalry. There was no more rivalry. It was over. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Duran made them finals just look so easy for him, man. It was. It was just too easy for him. Yeah. Like, LeBron's like, who? I, I can't guard every single one of them. Well, the, the problem was, like, at 17, they had Richard Jefferson chasing Duran around. So it was just, poor Richard. He tried, man. And then the bench, they were, like, Sean Livingston hit every shot. Yeah, I... I, I I'm convinced he didn't miss a shot for three years in June. Three years. I'm convinced. I was like, has that guy missed yet? Like, I, I, every I game would, I watch. I would hit the table or something. It was like, God damn, Sean Livingston. Every he time. He would come in, yeah. Off the bench, Sean Livingston. God damn. She would be sitting next to me. She's like, has he missed a shot? And I was like, no. No. He hasn't missed in three right. years. He hasn't missed in three years. Dude. And he, no one could guard him because he's a 6'8 point guard. Yeah. So, God, I worry. I'm, I'm happy the Warriors are just where they're at now. Look, like, man, they're – they're just retooling just for a second. Yeah, I do miss all them players. I do. They're miss gonna Clay. they're gonna trade that top pick. Then they're, they're gonna get that oh, yeah. top pick. Then they're, they're gonna trade that lottery pick for somebody, oh, and yeah. they're gonna get another star in there, and they're gonna be another cog right there in the machine. They're gonna keep going along. I mean, if are, Steph would have played, Wiggins? If, if Steph would have played this year, they would have made the playoffs. Yeah, I've said that. they wouldn't have had the worst record in basketball. If they would have had Clay for back too, Clay could have came back. There's like, there's no point. They could have. I mean. It was pretty funny to watch Draymond put up a triple single all year, but, I mean, he was playing with D-leaguers, so I can't really 
I can't really make fun of him too much. Good. Make him suffer for one season. Yeah. As much as I want to hate Draymond, I can't. I wish Cleveland would have drafted him. They passed over him two times. I couldn't stand him since Michigan State. I think, too, Dan Gilbert's a Michigan State man. He usually goes straight for a Michigan Terramel. State guy. He was a tear Maryland up every year. Yep. Guy's a winner. Fuck that guy. Guy's a winner. Yeah, he wow. is. Anyway, that was somehow us putting a bow in the last dance. I don't think it was, though. Talk. We got off the trail there. Yeah. We went way off the tracks there. I think it started because I don't even know how we got to that point. Yeah, it's the Jordan LeBron. Oh, yeah, Jordan LeBron stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. I think when I was watching the last dance, though, it was also... I was super, I was really envious of the system in place that Jordan had, the incredible front office that Jordan had his whole career, the coaches he had his whole career, just the foundation he had his whole career where it's like, man, I wish LeBron had that for a second, you know, yep. for a little bit. Yep. It was an absolute disaster in Cleveland. Twice. It was twice in Cleveland. He went back there and it was a disaster again. And he ran to L.A. I mean, everybody knew he was going to L.A. after they won in 16. Like, it was written on the wall. He signed a lifelong deal with Nike. They wanted to play in L.A. Like, come on. Like, the writing was on the wall. That's why Kyrie wanted out of town. He wasn't going to be left behind. He wanted to get the hell out of there. It's written on the wall, man. I'm not going to lie. It kind of it kind of just shot me. Him, He's a Laker now. but Come on, man. That was a part of his Nike contract. We all know that, man. I, I didn't think he's going to be hopping around like that. We we know that's a part of his Nike contract. So you you saw that coming like six, seven years ago. He's going to go to Heat, Cleveland. Then well, that. I told you he was coming back to Cleveland. I did tell you, you did. that. I, I told you, you that. I thought you were crazy. Everybody made fun of me. I, did. I was I was sitting there for four years. Like I looked like a stupid moron. You, you know, LeBron's gonna come back. He did come back. He God did. damn it, he did. Yeah, I almost shit myself. We went to four straight <laughs> finals, and it was miserable, honestly. But sixteen makes up for all of it. Yeah, the greatest championship ever won in sports. Yes. you can't take that away from me. Even though I'm staring at a giant banner, I'm yeah. not at all bias whatsoever but that is the greatest title ever made that probably one of the greatest game seven games of all time well 2017 it's like that was like the two most talented teams like you'll ever see oh, yeah. in a final series i mean we were we were one kyle corver wide open three away from being you know six game series you never know what would happen but you know kevin durant he ruined a great rivalry because i mean the way they were built they could have done that for another four or five years yeah. and then but the thing is, too, even if Golden State didn't get KD, they were going to get somebody else. Oh, yeah. They weren't going to stay pat with Harrison Barnes. No. That guy was a double agent. He, I don't know what he was doing in 2016. And that finals, he was shaving points or something. He was horrible. They just left him wide open. And shout out Steve Kerr for playing Anderson Varejao and Festus Azili in crunch minutes in Game 7. That's what won the Cavs a championship, so I'm always a big Steve Kerr fan. You know he got more positive, like, kind of spin and talk about in the last dance than Scotty did or Horace did or Tony fucking Kukoc? They didn't even talk about his 30-point Game 5 against Utah. They didn't even talk about it. He shot 67% from the floor and scored 30 points. They didn't even mention it. When they were talking about that last series against Utah, they didn't even utter a breath about it. They were just talking about Scotty being a crybaby, basically, and Jordan saved them. Yeah, that's all it's... They didn't even mention Kukoc's game. It's one of the greatest finals games ever played, and nobody talks about it. <laughs> that darn Jordan. I mean, they even spun a good little yarn about Kukoc, too, because they were like, eh, screw this Jerry Krause guy. Also, poor Jerry Krause. I'll say it again. I've been saying it every week. The man was dead. He couldn't stand up for himself. And Jordan just dug into him and dug yeah. into him and dug into him every chance he could. Every chance every he could. Every chance he could. He shit on that guy. <laughs> they didn't even do a, like, arrested peace Jerry Krause at the end in the credits. They didn't even mention a word that that man died. They just pissed on his grave every yeah. second. Yeah. Look, man, 
I get it. His ego got in the way of one of the greatest dynasties in sports history. I get it, man. But he still <laughs> put that thing together. He did. If it wasn't for him, that wouldn't have happened. That's all he wanted. He's he won a credit. He traded a bag of pennies <laughs> for Dennis Rodman, you know? Like, he traded a bag of pennies to get Scottie Pippen in the draft. Like, what he did was incredible. He built an incredible team. He just wanted a little credit. It's not that hard. He just wanted a little credit. But Mike wasn't going to give it to him. That, that kind of that rubbed me the wrong way. It really did. The Jordan stuff... The, the Pippen stuff and the Kraus stuff really, really made me mad. He did warn everybody. Jordan did warn everybody. But I, I didn't find Mike to be an asshole, though. Me Mike either. Was, Mike was Mike. Me either to his Hall of Fame speech. Well, I mean, his Hall of Fame speech, yeah. And people did warn. It's like, oh, here it comes. Yeah, but I didn't see anything where it was like, oh, man, it's, he's such an asshole. I didn't see that. I, I didn't see it. It, it. it was Mike that I thought it was. Now, I thought it was very incredible. That they didn't bring up Washington Wizards time. Yeah. They didn't bring that up. They didn't bring up him running the Bobcats or the Hornets or yeah. wherever he's running right now, whatever he, you consider him doing there. Did. They didn't bring any of that up. Just, come on. Jordan had his hand in the pot. He wasn't going to bring that stuff up. No. I would have rather watched a whole documentary about Dennis Robin. That's what I would have rather watched. Not even his whole career, just him missing finals practices <laughs> to go join the NWL. That's what I would have rather watched. That was the best part of the documentary. It was. Was Dennis. Rob, yep. Rodman killed it. That was the best part. It was all Dennis Robin, man. At Rodzilla with Rob. him and Hulk Hogan joining the NWL, <laughs> canceling finals practices. God bless Dennis Robin. What is wrong with that guy? That was the best part of the documentary for the most part. I would say it was pretty funny of him, like, the way him and Scott Burrell were. He's talking about he's going to kick his ass when he sees him, calling him a hoe in practice, like, every second, beating up Steve Kerr in practice. God, man. That's so weird, though, that, like, they both had their father die, and they never talked about it ever. Like, that never was a thing yeah. that, like, brought them closer together or was, like, yeah. kind of a bonding thing for yeah. him. It was just, like, I punched you in practice, and you you stood up to me. So I respect you, Steve. Yeah. So that's it. That, I don't know. The documentary was just very weird. And I get what they were trying to do with, like, the jumping around back and forth. It's very complicated sometimes to pick up what they were doing. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain it to her. She's never seen it before. She doesn't know what's going on. So I'm trying to explain it to her, and she's like, Okay, so this is at this time. I'm like, no, 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 this is 1993 right now. Mm -hmm. She's like, what, what is this documentary based on 1998? I'm like, yeah, so yeah. they got a, they jumped around a lot. I get it. This isn't one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It's not incredible like that. But, but let me ask you this. Do you think they jumped around on episode 10? Because I don't think so. Didn't they jump around? I thought they jumped around a, a little bit. Not a whole lot as the other episodes because they focused this one just on like game yeah. five and game six. Yeah, they did. So that was the last dance. Well... I get. I mean, I get that Phil called it the last dance that season, but they painted it as that was Michael Jordan's swan song, and he left. Yeah, and that was it, and he never played basketball again. Hey, you played for the Wizards for no reason. Yeah. You didn't like the way that your team was playing, so you decided to retire and play like a lunatic. And went back and played for Doug Collins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what the documentary they need. That's to right. Make. Didn't he hire Doug Collins? He hired Doug Collins, and then. He was like, you're not doing a great, good then job. Then I think it was like 25 games in the season. He took his suit off and he just started playing. And Richard God. Hamilton and Jerry Stackhouse was like, God, I wish I'd never yeah. played with him. Dude, Jerry Stackhouse <laughs> hated playing with him. Yeah. He hated Because he... Jerry Stackhouse was the guy and then they yeah. were just like drawing plays he, for 40-year-old Jordan at the end of the game. just took the ball away from him. Yeah. That's, that's what Stackhouse said Jordan yeah. did. And Hamilton too. Rip said the Rip's same thing. Yeah. Just took the ball away from <laughs> him. That's ball. all he did. I want a documentary of it's... those guys and then Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. And then he tells us all these horror stories that Michael Jordan <laughs> put him through in practice because he made Jordan look like an asshole for yeah. picking him number one overall. 
You he, probably, he probably kicked his ass in practice every day. You, you thought think... Scott Burrell had it bad? Kwame Brown probably had it bad in 2003 with the Washington Wizards. Can you imagine the shit he was saying to Kwame? be the fly in the wall of that. I would kill to hear that. That guy, man, Kwame Brown. I actually have one of my favorite sound bites ever about Kwame Brown here. Oh, God. This is one of the greatest things ever. Oh, man. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. That's the greatest soundbite. That's the greatest analysis of any player ever. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. <laughs> that was about Kwame Brown. Michael Jordan's first overall pick. He liked the size first of his hands. Overall. He liked the size of his hands. He said that was part of his... <laughs> You know how shit-faced he probably was when he made that pick? <laughs> Can we also talk about how his kidneys and his liver is failing, Michael Jordan's? How yellow his eyes are? <laughs> He's, like, dying. Yeah. The guy, actually the most impressive part, I think, was that he smoked six cigars a day yeah. in the prime of his basketball career. Six <laughs> cigars a day, and he played, like, 40 minutes a game. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Oh man, it was just great watching. He had a glass of pretty what, maybe whiskey or yeah, something. It was like scotch or something like that. And he was talking about Every 85. Episode. He walked into the, the hotel room and everybody there is doing blow and booze. And he was just like, I'm not doing that I'm stuff, doing guys. It. We have practice tomorrow. And he closed the door. Are you kidding you know me, mean? bro? Get out of here. He was known as a partier, dude. Yeah. As Tiger. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. It's like, you did that. You snitched on everybody in 85. And then you're mad at Horace Grant because he's telling his best friend stories about you on the Jordan rules. You're also a snitch, bro. You yeah. can't have it both ways, man. You can't. But it was what it was. Yeah. Jordan, he made it. And you knew he made it. And that's the way it is. And that's what happened. Yep. That's that's the bow on it. Okay? Yeah. I mean, and again, we needed it really bad. We needed some kind of sports okay. and some kind of capacity. Yeah. I was all in. I was invested into it. Me Going too. into it. I knew it was going to be what it was and it's exactly what I thought it was. Same. So I'm glad that's over. But the, the best part of the entire <laughs> the entire thing for me is the food poisoning story. Oh, okay. I'm, it was the flu game for about 15 years. And now all of a sudden, it's food poisoning. Food poisoning. I have, I have, the, I have the story right here. Right before the game, we're on Michael's room, hanging out. It's like 10, 10.30 at night. I'm hungry. Why have they never said the pizza place? It just doesn't make any sense. Why were there four or five guys outside the door? That's the thing. How the how Why do they know it's Michael Jordan? They were like, all right, one poison pizza coming up. Did the, did the trainer say it was for Michael Jordan? Why would he... You're in Utah. You're on the road. You're in enemy territory. Why are you ordering takeout with his name? Yeah, let me get one pizza for Michael Jordan. Yeah, the guy for the Bulls, the biggest superstar Bullshit. in the world. Why would they poison him? Why would they poison him? What, what are they insinuating that five guys are there for? Yeah. What, why would you take that pizza? Why, that's like, this is my favorite part at the end when the trainer goes, oh, I got a bad feeling about this pizza. <laughs> well, why'd you put it down then, guy? Yeah. Five guys delivering one pizza. What are you insinuating? Five guys. You know, Why would you accept a pizza for five, five guys? So, what do you mean they knew it was Michael? Pizza. 
Also, hey, what a dick. You didn't order another pizza for everybody else? You ate that pizza and made your best friends watch you eat an entire pizza. You don't think they're hungry too? You're rich, bro. You couldn't have ordered two pizzas? He told the producer that he spit on the pizza so nobody would eat it. What and asshole. then other other players said he used to do that all the time. He would spit on things so nobody would eat it. Jesus Christ, man. You got problems. I wake up about 2.30. He woke up at 2.30 in the morning. He was drinking still at 2.30 in the morning. I don't know, man. I don't know right now. He's really curled up in a ball. Shit. This man's fine at team. Nah. Nah. He was fucked up from the night. Yeah, I was hung over. James Harden plays a flu game every night in Miami when he goes to Miami. He plays the flu game. They've really got that story down pat, though. Yeah. <laughs> Five guys. They know it's Mike. They're trying to look in. Why did they know it's Mike? They waited over 15 years to tell it it's Man, food poisoning. Do you know, like, there's no way. You that just those, can't switch up the story like that. Dude, there's no way those pizza guys got all the way up to, like, the penthouse level of where Mike is staying, where the bulls are staying, with a pizza to deliver that to him. There's no way it would make it past the front desk. Five guys. There's no way. How would they know it was Michael Jordan to poison it? Did they just poison every pizza in Utah that night? Just hoping, yeah, one of these is going to get the mic. It's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Just say, I got fucked up, man. <laughs> Which is fine. Cool. You say he was dehydrated. Bro. I get dehydrated when I'm hungover. Yeah, I do it every Monday <laughs> during football season. I play with the flu every Monday. During football season. It's okay, dude. It's, okay. it's fine. It's the Mondays, man. It happens. It happens, man. It's it happens a lot to me. I remember my dad told me since I was a kid. That man was hungover. He didn't have the flu. It was horse shit. He was right. And I've never believed it just because he told me that. I didn't know anything. I looked into it and before, yeah, most people were like, yeah, he was just hungover. It wasn't. Whatever, man. Now it's food poisoning. Okay. Whatever, man. Whatever. Have you ever got food poisoning from a pizza? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I've been plenty hungover from booze and like it made yeah. me feel like I had the flu but I've never had pizza that made pizza. me had food poisoning yeah how'd you pizza they poisoned it somehow I guess and then why has nobody ever spoken up about that pizza joint why has one person ever been like hey well actually somebody did a guy claimed the other day that he's the guy who made the pizza really? and it was just him who went and delivered the pizza <laughs> also where has this guy been for like 20 years yeah why wouldn't you just come out and say, yeah. "Hey, man, I didn't, I didn't fuck with that pizza." Yeah. Why, don't say that I'm a shitty pizza maker. Like, why? I would put that pizza place on blast if it gave me food poisoning. I would tell everyone I knew, "Hey, don't eat at that place. It sucks." Have you ever got food poisoning at a restaurant? Do you ever say something nice about that restaurant? No. I tell everyone I know, "Hey, that place gave me food poisoning. Yeah. Don't eat there." Don't eat there. I'm the same way. I would do the same thing with that pizza joint. I would have done it right there. I was like, "Oh yeah, it was Domino's in Utah. They suck. Don't eat there ever again." That, it's horseshit. It was horseshit. That whole story just—I was on the floor laughing because it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I watched it. It's just guys, like, come on, guys. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I had a double take. I was the whole thing that gives me is like, you couldn't have bought a second pizza, bro. You what? You made your best friends watch you eat an entire pizza, dude, at ten thirty at night. Whatever, man. Five guys—they were trying to get in the door. They knew no. it was Michael Jordan. Okay, dude. How'd they know it was Michael Jordan? Whatever, man. That's <laughs> okay. That's oh, man. What a story. I just, I still don't believe it. That's still the most asinine story I've ever heard. And none of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Literally not one of it. Nope. When I first saw it, I was like, that don't make sense. No. You should have just said it was the flu. Just stick with that one. Don't say it was food poisoning. Because the story didn't make sense. 
You could just make up you got the flu. It's like, yeah, I got the flu. You're like, okay, that's fine. Now there was five guys to poison the pizza. And okay, dude, what are you talking about? What did they put on the pizza to poison it? What do you think they used? They sprayed Lysol all over the pizza. Whatever, dude. You got drunk before the night. The night before, it's fine, man. Just admit it. Just admit half that shit. Like the stuff with Rodman. Like the stuff with Gary Payton. I didn't have the problem with the glove. Yes, you did, sir. Yes, you did. You struggled against Gary Payton. They extended the series. Another four, another two games because Gary Payton was on. The, why George Carl wasn't thrown in prison for not putting Gary Payton <laughs> on there to begin with is beyond me. Yeah. But that did change the series. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, oh, people are celeb- trying to say like Gary Payton celebrating because he made Jordan score like four less points a game and shoot better. I was like, hell yeah, I would. Yeah. If he's averaging 30 points a game and I made him average 25 and a half, I'm telling everybody. I'm putting out an article in the paper about me that I stopped Michael Jordan. He had a it glow. changed the series. Yeah, he had a glow but, over Jordan. Jordan got to change the narrative there and goes, I didn't have a problem with Gary Payton. I'm going to laugh at him. And that's it. And people are like, oh, man. Yeah, he did have a problem with the glove. Yeah, he did. He did. Gary Payton was pissed that he was laughing at him about that. Oh, man. But the series didn't disappoint. It was what I thought it was. It was entertaining enough. It was, it was good. It was good. We're over with. We're done with Michael Jordan propaganda for now. I think we're done. It's never over, though. Because nope, I'm, I'm still getting articles from Bleacher Report about Michael Jordan playing baseball and... um who's comparable to Michael Jordan in the major leagues and stuff like that. And it's like, come on guys, just let it go, man. Just let it go. He played double A baseball. Knock it off. Which again, very impressive. I'm very impressed, but knock it off. Stop talking about it. Like he's Deion Sanders or something. I was say he's no Deion Sanders. Deion right? Sanders played for the goddamn Yankees. Yep. He played in the world series. All right. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay. He's Michael uh, Jordan, man. I I know who he is. Just, just letting you know, man. He's Michael Jordan. Look, man, I was ranting and raving about this last week. The NBA, They've done a horrible, a horrendous job of building up their NBA product and boosting up their superstars since Jordan left. It's been criminal the way that they they have mismanaged this so poorly. They make it all about the past. Yep. They don't. They live in the past. Everything has to be about going back to Jordan. Everything yep. has to do just prop up your players now, yep. like the NFL does. The NFL just props up their stars now. Yep. That's the shit. Like. This that that poll I was talking about right there. That is the shit I was ranting and raving about last week. That's the shit I was ranting and raving about. And then they did it. They did the exact thing that I was bitching about that they do. They made that on national television. ESPN made that up. More amazing. They made a poll that said that. But our boy LeBron talked about the NBA's in good hands in the future because he brings up our younger stars. Yeah, I mean because. He's an ambassador of the game. He likes basketball. Unlike the people who cover basketball nowadays, they don't like basketball. They hate basketball. No. Guys, guys like Paul Pierce, who every time he talks, you're just like, why? why? Why are you paid to talk? Why? It's the same guy who said he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. He said on national television he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. So where was his farewell tour? He said that he, said he was a better shooter than Clay Thompson. <laughs> And then, and then he said, "Wow!" So he's trolling. So last week, last week he put out two top t- five lists all time. He put out two of them in one week. Mm-hmm. One of them, LeBron was five. Okay, cool. That's fine. Whatever, bro. Then he came out with a second one. LeBron's out of the top five. And then he's adamant he ain't a top five player all time. He's never built a franchise from the ground up. Hey, bud, what did you do, bro? What part of trading for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen in one offseason is building a franchise from the ground up, buddy? I'm still angry at that 2008 Celtics team for giving this guy any kind of credibility. The, you would think the 2008 Celtics won six championships like the Bulls. The amount of shit that they talk. It's so annoying. 
You know the Boston Celtics I had the same team. amount of championships as the Cleveland Cavaliers the past 34 years? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Never... Did, yeah. The most, one of the most prestigious franchises of all time. They have the same amount of championships as one of the most dog shit franchises in NBA history, the Cleveland Cavaliers, in the past 34 years. Holy crap, you're right. I am right. It's one of my favorite things ever. I hate the Celtics. I hate the Celtics, man. <laughs> I, I hate the Celtics. I can't stand it. I was this. so upset with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen with the Boston. I was pissed. I was pissed. That whole season, <laughs> I, I was, was so pissed. bad. And then they went and beat my Lakers. I was so bad. Remember he? Remember like how he went down? Yeah, he shit look? his pants. He shit his pants. Yeah. He. Everyone what? knows, man. You shit your pants and you act like you're at your knee. <laughs> it's fine, man. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. You're a liar. That's cool, man. He shit his pants. He shit his pants. <laughs> Everybody knows. He shit his pants. And then he acted like he had a hobble or something in his knee. And he was out there hitting buckets and stuff. I was like, dude, get out of here, bro. The best part. You're not I, Willis Reed, bro. Coming out of the tunnel. Get out of here, man. The best part was Phil Jackson after that game. That press conference. That was horse shit. He's like, I couldn't believe how that man came back. Hobbled up one leg. He was dragging that leg out of the tunnel. And then he was hitting up pull-up 35 Was he in footers. a wheelchair? He was in a wheelchair. <laughs> I hate that guy, man. <laughs> Same. I hate I hate that that guy won a championship so bad. God, I hate it. it. Makes me so mad he won a title. I was so I've never been so upset and same. so happy at the same time because KG and Ray Allen got yes. one. I was so happy. Or Ray Allen got one. I love KG and Ray Allen. I was so happy and like I was upset Kobe lost. Yeah. I was already upset that it wasn't I LeBron was and Kobe. Pissed. I was already mad at that. I was already mad we got roused to Kobe LeBron. I was, I was so already pissed. pissed. And then Kobe lost at the top of that. And then Paul Pierce won. <laughs> finals MVP. I was like, great, man. Great. Phenomenal. This he finals, still talks about This that. finals couldn't have been any worse for me. No. 2009 was the worst finals for me. Yeah. Down at senior week, I was depressed. Because Orlando Magic cheated. They were on PEDs. All of them. They tested positive for PEDs that summer. They all cheated. They are all juicing. Everyone really? knows it. They're cheaters. Okay? Really? Yes. That's a new story for Look me. it up. Yeah, I've never let that go. I will tell my grandchildren. I'll tell my great-grandkids how big of a frauds the Orlando Magic were in 2009. Frauds. I'm not going to see from Dwight Howard. Frauds. Or... Rashard Lewis, Hedo Turkaloo. Frauds. Jeez. Frauds. Robbed us of two straight years yeah. of Kobe-LeBron finals. And then LeBron left. That's crazy. That's right. We never got to see Kobe and LeBron. Nope. Dang. <sighs> nope. But, anyway... So Paul Pierce is a moron. He's still an idiot. Yes. Anytime he's on, I just turn it off. He is such a moron. He's he's dumber than Jalen Rose is, which is incredible because I never thought someone would top Jalen Rose. But really? Paul Pierce has he has jumped over Jalen Rose easily. Jalen Rose is an idiot. Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm a fan of him. I'm not. Really? No, he's an idiot. You don't even watch the show either, Jalen Jacoby. No. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Not a bad show. Jalen and Jacoby? Yeah. I don't think so. No way. I'm not watching that. So keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> pass. I don't want to deal with that. No thanks. Oh, boy. Nah. Anyway, so I alluded to it earlier. I was reading this article of all the NFL teams who have scored at least 50 touchdown passes. Yes. Or they've scored at least 50 touchdowns on offense. Mm -hmm. The next year, the amount that they regress is at least... 11 and a half touchdowns every year. So that got me thinking. Actually, it didn't get me thinking. It got me really worried that, in case you didn't know, I am the president of the Lamar Jackson fan club. I am the CEO of Lamar Jackson Incorporated. Hell yeah. I built this thing from the ground up, goddammit. Me, yeah. and I will give credit to Justin Christ. I will, even though 
you did sour on him a little bit after the playoff game. I'm watching you. I know what you said, but whatever. I'm going to let that pass. He's still a founding member. Me and him, we're, we're, the, we're the co-captains okay. of Team Lamar Jackson. I like it. I'm worried about people around here. Once that offense, it's going to take a step backwards. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's not a bad thing. No. It's going to happen. It's natural regression. Yeah. It's going to be fine. The Chiefs did it last year, and it was okay. We weren't talking about Patrick Mahomes sucks or anything. It's going to happen in Lamar this year. People are going to talk about he was a one-hit wonder. He was a one-trick pony. He was a flash in the pan, and it's it's going to be miserable. And I'm going to hate living here during football season like I usually do. It's going to be ten times worse now because I'm already depressed as it is on Sundays that I have to watch Lamar play for the Ravens every Sunday. It's already depressing. It's already depressing. Do you know how much – depression i was battling last year watching lamar win mvp for the baltimore ravens it was awesome it was, it was i mean part of it was great because i had him in every single fantasy football league and i won just about all of them because of lamar but it was still depressing and it was also amazing at the same time because i told yeah. everyone how great he was and he won fucking mvp okay yeah. the man's lost three games as a starter and you're already complaining on facebook needs to cut his hair big trust my ass nobody cares work harder He's just a running back. No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. So look, guys, I'm just telling you now, they're not going to put up the crazy numbers they did last year. It's going to be okay. Lamar's still good. The offense is still fine. It's all good. Please don't turn on Lamar. That's all I'm begging. I'm I'm praying. Not this guy. Please don't. I I know these people, you know who you are too. I'm not going to say any names. You know who you are. You're going to be fickle. You're going to be fair weather about him. You're going to make long Facebook posts about him. And you're going to wish Joe Flacco was back. And I'm I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> Straight up. If you talk about how you still want Joe Flacco back, I don't know what to tell you. Get captured. Get buried. I don't know what to tell you. That guy got a job. Yep. You know, good for him. I'm glad he signed with – who did he sign with? The Jets? The Jets. Oh, good for him. That's great. He's the best backup QB right now. I'm glad he got a job before Cam Newton did. That makes a lot of sense. God. Whatever, man. I can't believe he still don't have a job. I I can. People for some reason think he stinks. Yeah. Even though he he had like one foot last year. Yeah. And then two years ago he had a bump shoulder and he was thrown to nobody's. Yeah. But he stinks. Whatever, man. He just played on too many in- hey, too many did injuries. You, did you know? Uh, this is a fun thing I found out. Did you yeah. know that Taysom Hill, the future of the New Orleans Saints, he is 15 months younger than Cam Newton? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the future of the New Orleans Saints. He's 15 months younger than Cam Newton. How old was he when he got drafted? He, he's a late bloomer. Was he 26 when he got drafted? Mm-hmm. Jesus. What the? The future. He's 30. Jay Glazer said the other day that Taysom Hill is just a bigger Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he said he was a bigger Lamar Jackson. Bigger Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that's it. That's what he just said. That's, that's he like, all. He... he like clarified it like two days later after everybody just like crushed yeah, him. Was just like, clarify he was that. just like, oh, I just meant like his skill set is kind of similar. It's like, bro, bro. get out of here, man. 
Stop. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Stop. Get out of here, dude. Oh, man. That made me laugh so hard. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Jesus. Stay off. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I needed that. Yeah, I needed that, too. I'm still laughing at that. That's like days old. I'm still laughing that Jay Glazer said that. Oh, my God. All right. Wow. Okay. All right. We're starting to get off the rails here. Yeah. So I'm going to ring us back in. All right. We're going to do – I'm going to recap for you okay. so far right. where we've gotten in my top 50 players all-time list. All right. So let me know what you think. All right. All right. Top 50. So number 50 was – Tony Parker. Okay. I agree. Number 49 was Dwight Howard. Uh, I could have had him a lot higher, honestly, but I didn't. He's fine right there. So 48, Gary Payton. Okay. Number 47, Clyde Drexler. Okay, that's a good one. Number 46, Isaiah Thomas. Could be higher. He could have been. He could have been a lot lower, too, honestly. True. Number 45, Pal Gasol. Yeah, that's a good one. Number 44, George Garvin. Okay. Number 43 is Ray Allen. Number 42 is Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Number 41 is Manu Ginobili. Really? Yeah. If you look at, so the his absolute peak, if you look at the advanced numbers, is right there what Kobe Bryant was doing at the same time. Yeah, he just, just came off the bench. He's one of the yep. greatest bench guys ever. He, he could have started He could have started for every team in the league at that yeah. time. That's how stacked that San Antonio team was. So I know a lot of people looked at me crooked when I said Monty Ginobili, but he is, one of the, he is one of the greatest players to ever play. Yes, he was. So number 40 is Kawhi Leonard. Okay, that's a good one. Number 30 is Bill Walton. Okay. Number 38 is Patrick Ewing. Okay. Number 37, our guy Paul Pierce. Nice. Number 36 is Allen Iverson. So I could have had Allen Iverson a lot higher, honestly, and then I had him a lot lower, too, at points. So I felt like 36 was a pretty good one for him. He was a tough one to, he was a tough one to rank for. I feel for like me. he should be talked about more these days. I mean, he's. I know I don't have him listed that way, but I truly believe if you just take all the numbers out of it, take all the accolades out of it, He's the fourth greatest shooting guard of yep. all time. He's right behind D. Wade yep. and Kobe and Jordan, and he's right ahead of James Harden. Yep. And James Harden's eventually going to eclipse him. I have him higher on this list, but whatever. Allen Iverson, I'm a little biased towards him. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. Russell Westbrook's number 35. Hey, that's my boy. Number 34 is Steve Nash. Nice. Number 33 is Kevin McHale. Okay. Um, number 32 is Dolph Shays. Okay. Number 31 is Jason Kidd. Right. Number 30, Bob Pettit. Number 29 is John Stockton. Number 28 is Chris Paul. Number 27 is James Harden. Number 26 is John Havlicek. Number 25 was Jerry West. Number 24 is Elgin Baylor. Number 23 is Moses Malone. Number 22 is Dr. J. Number 21 is Scottie Pippen. Number 20 is Carl Malone. Now, look, Carl Malone is a giant piece of shit. He could be higher. He should be a lot higher, but he's a garbage human being. Okay? (laughs) He is. If, If you don't know why. Just look it up, okay? <laughs> he knocked up a 13-year-old, okay? Jesus. All right, and then he ditched him, and he wouldn't pay child support. What? He's a garbage human being. He arguably, he's probably the second greatest power forward of all time. Yep. I mean, and <laughs> I have him I have him 20. I, I, I couldn't put him any higher because I personally can't stand the guy I at all. It. Top 15, bro. I'm sorry. I, he's there. <laughs> so 20, Carl Malone. When I know damn well he should probably be higher. Whatever. He should. He didn't win a title. So after this, number 19 is Charles Barkley. Okay. That's cool. From here on out, 
everybody's won at least a title. Okay. So that from here on out, okay. these are all championship players. So that's why I have Carmelo Malone at 20 as well. That's all right. I get you. So number 18, Dwayne Wade. Nice. Number 17, Dirk Nowitzki. Good one. Number 16 is KG. Yep. Number 15 is Kevin Durant. Okay. Number 14 is David Robinson. David Robinson, really? 14. That high? Yes. Okay. I kind of flip-flopped between him and number 13, Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. Their numbers are pretty goddamn similar. It's really a flip-flop, really. Number 12 is Oscar Robertson. Yes. Number 11, Stephen Curry. Yes. Number 10 is Will Chamberlain. Nice. And then now we'll get into 9 through 5. Okay. So number 9, I've got Bill Russell. Okay. So Bill Russell, he was 11-time All-NBA. He was an 11-time NBA champion. He was a 5-time NBA MVP. He won the rebound title four times in the regular season. He averaged 15 points per game and 22 and a half rebounds. So he's second all-time in total rebounds. He's second all-time in minutes per game. He's second all-time in rebounds per game. He's first all-time in defensive win shares. He's 20th all-time in just regular win shares. And he's 27th all-time in win shares per 48 minutes. So with this one, we were talking earlier. I have Bill ahead of Wilt, even though Wilt was the better player. Wilt Chamberlain, he gave up about... What was it? I think he I think he was out of the league only for one of the titles that Bill Russell won. So he won like 10 championships on Wilt Chamberlain's watch. Yep. And even though I know a lot of people say Bill Russell, he was like the fourth leading scorer on most of his championship teams. But he is one of the greatest defensive pl- players of all time. I don't care if he was playing against stock clerks or, you know, little tiny Jewish men. He was still... He was still the most dominant player at his position. He won 11 rings, and apparently rings mean everything in this culture nowadays. So, look, he won 11 goddamn championships. And he and any, everything. Any way you slice it up, 11 titles is 11 titles. Yep. So, Bill Russell, number nine for me, ahead of Will Chamberlain. He, that's a coin flip. It was so close to me, but the fact that Bill Russell got those championships on Wilt's watch is why he's a step ahead of him. All right, so number eight is Shaquille O'Neal. So, Shaquille O'Neal... He was 14-time All-NBA. He's a four-time NBA champion. Three of those, he was Finals MVP. He was a regular season MVP. He won Rookie of the Year. He was three-time All-Defense. He was a two-time scoring champion. He averaged 23.7 points per game and 10.9 rebounds per game. His player efficiency rating is 26.4. His win shares is a 181.7. He's eighth all-time in field goals made. He's seventh in offensive rebounds. He's 11th in defensive rebounds. He's 16th all-time in total rebounds. He's ninth all-time in blocks. He's 10th all-time in points. He's sixth all-time in field goal percentage. His usage rate is 13th all-time. He's seventh in effective field goal percentage. He's 13th all-time in win shares per 48. He's 21st in defensive win shares, which I thought was really low for a guy who was that dominant at spurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 15th all-time in offensive win share. He's 20th all-time in box plus minus, and he's 16th all-time in values over replacement. So I think it sounds insane for Shaq to only be like eight. It feels like it's low, mm-hmm. but I think it's perfectly placed for him. Honestly, besides Wilt, he's probably the most dominant player to ever play basketball. But I think the problem was... His peak wasn't as long as the guys who are ahead of him here, really. When he was just the height of his dominance, it didn't last as long as a Tim Duncan. Or him being a contributing high-level player wasn't as long as Tim Duncan's was or Kobe Bryant's was. It's true. You know, I mean, Shaq, he was an absolute animal for Orlando. I mean, L.A., he was probably the best player you've ever seen when he was winning the three three finals MVPs. He was dominant. Like, nobody could stop him. Like, the entire New Jersey Nets, it was like 5-on-1. On he okay. was dunking on all of them. Like, all it was just like a kid playing against his dad in the driveway. Yeah, 
That's what it felt. Yeah. But then once you know he started to go to Miami, he started to fall off a little bit, and then he played Cleveland, Phoenix, and Boston. That time in Boston it was, was rough. pathetic. That was so depressing, man. And that's just part of those little things. It's like that lasting image of a player, and you're just like, it's hard to get over that. Yep. So for me, Shaq, he's eight. Still, it's I mean, it's not that blasphemous to put a guy say he's a top ten player all time. So number seven. So these two here, six and seven, I flip-flopped a couple times. Again, this whole list is just based off what you value the most. Mm. And for me, I'm not going to ruin it, who it is. So number seven is Tim Duncan. So he was 15-time All-NBA. Mm-hmm. He was 15-time All-Defense. Mm-hmm. He was a two-time regular season MVP. Mm-hmm. He was a three-time Finals MVP. <sighs> One Rookie of the Year. He was a five-time NBA champion. He averaged 19 and 10 for his career. His player efficiency rating is a 24.2. His win shares is a 206.4. He's 11th all-time in offensive rebounds. He's 4th all-time in defensive rebounds. He's 7th all-time in total rebounds. He's 14th all-time in points. He's 6th all-time in blocks. He's 3rd all-time in defensive rating. He's 2nd all-time in defensive win shares behind Bill Russell. He's 16th all-time in win shares per 48. He's 16th all-time in box plus minus. He's 12th all-time in defensive box plus minus. And he's 6th all-time in value over replacement. So... Tim Duncan, he's one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. And I know most people think he's boring as shit. They'd rather watch paint dry. I loved watching Tim Duncan play. The big fundamental, he was the best. He was absolutely incredible. And look, I know he wasn't as dominant, you know, physically as Shaq was. And it wasn't so just like incredible watching him play. But Tim Duncan, he did his thing against Shaquille O'Neal in the playoffs. When it mattered the most, Shaq he couldn't stop Tim Duncan and Tim Duncan had no problem stopping Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. And, and getting back to the stopping Shaquille O'Neal thing, there are people who breathe oxygen nowadays who think that Draymond Green could do something against prime Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. There are people who breathe air who think that he could do something with Shaquille O'Neal. Stop. You know what he could do against him? Foul out <laughs> in the first half. Why Shaq had 40 and 20 in the first half. Are you kidding me? What? Kids born after 1996 have no idea. They have no, no clue. Idea. They have no idea. Anyway, so back to Tim Duncan. I know he wasn't he wasn't always the best player on those championship teams. It was probably it's debatable whether he's better than David Robinson at that time when they won the title. Well his rookie year, yeah. Two thousand seven, he was the best player on the floor yeah. in that finals. They beat, you know, the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. It was a bloodbath. But, you know, he was the best player. Tony Parker, Monte Ginobili, he was the best player on that team's you know, he never had a season where he won less than 50 games. Do you know how insane that is? How consistent that guy was. So we talk about Kobe's got five rings. Timmy has five rings, too. You know, he's right up there. Yep. He is a winner. All the guy wanted to do was win. win. Just because he didn't call his teammates a hoe or he didn't beat up his teammates to practice or he didn't have that mama mentality didn't mean he didn't want to win it just as bad as anybody else. There's different ways to lead. You don't have to be a dick. You don't have to be an asshole. Tim Duncan is the perfect example of that. You don't have to be like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant to win. As much as people want to tell you that now that they watched The Last Dance, that is not why they won. They won because Michael Jordan was the greatest player at that time, and his teams were damn good basketball teams. That's why they won. It wasn't because he's a dickhead. That didn't put him over the top. He's a dickhead because he's a dickhead. (laughs) There's a difference. Kobe, God bless him. Rest in peace. The man was an asshole. He knew he was an asshole. Yeah, that's right. He knew he was. He knew he was an asshole. He was fine with that. And he was fine with that. He was okay with that. But that's it didn't always work. His leadership didn't always work. When they were getting bounced out in the first round and they weren't winning, that shit, it didn't fly. Nobody wanted to deal with that shit. It works when you're winning. Winning cures everything. Winning cures everything. 
right? Always. So Tim Duncan, number seven all time. Honestly, if you want to put him higher, he has the resume to be higher. Exactly. He has the resume. I'll put him in top three. He has the resume. He does. He was just Mr. Perfect, man. The guy. If you have, he has one of those resumes where it's like, you could put him anywhere and you'd be like, okay, I can't really fight you on it. Again, I can't. You can't. So number six, we got the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Okay. So Kobe was a 15-time All-NBA player. He was 12-time All-Defense. He was a five-time scoring champion. He was a two-time Finals MVP. He was a one-time regular season MVP. He averaged 25 points, five rebounds, and four assists for his career. His player efficiency rating was a 22.9. Again, Kobe Bryant wasn't picture-perfect Mr. Efficiency. He was kind of just get the ball in the basket. It doesn't matter. I'm going to take a 1,000 bad shots, but I'm going to keep shooting. Um, His win shares all-time is uh, he's got a 172.7 career win shares. He's sixth all-time in field goals made. He's third all-time in field goals attempted. He's 17th all-time in three-pointers made. He's third all-time in free throws. He's sixth all-time in free throw attempts. He's 57th all-time in rebounds. He's 31st all-time assists. So that's pretty hard to imagine. The, yeah. the narrative around Kobe is that he doesn't pass. He's a ball hog. He's top 30 all-time in assists. Uh, he's fourth all-time in points. He's 17th all-time in steals. He's 13th all-time in points per game. His usage rate is third all-time. He's 13th all-time in win offensive win shares. He's 12th all-time in value over replacement. And his offensive box plus minus is 16th all-time. So, again, Kobe Bryant wasn't the picture-perfect uh, player of efficiency like we're going to see with LeBron coming up and Jordan and Tim Duncan and yeah. KD a while back a couple spots ago. But Kobe was a winner. No matter what, he was a winner. He tore his goddamn labrum in his shooting arm. He played the rest of the game with his left yep. arm. And he scored like 15 points with his left arm. Yep. The guy's a lunatic. All he did was win. All he wanted to do was win. You may not have liked him. And a lot of people didn't. But he was, my favorite. he was one of my favorite players. And it's insane that he's gone. And it, I still can't believe it. it. Did you say 12-time all-defensive? He was 12-time all-defense. 12-time mm-hmm. all-defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just putting that broadly, whether that. it was first team, second team, or third team. Okay. He was but he was still, on an all-defensive team. Yeah, 12 times. 12 times. Yep. That's more than half his career. Yeah, I think a lot of this, I when shit. I went through these numbers and I went through all these statistics and everything, you kind of forget some of these things. Like, Tim Duncan was 15 straight years of all-NBA team Jesus. and an all-defensive team. Jesus. Like, that's just insane. That's 15 that's straight Perfect. years. I mean, it's nuts. I completely forgot about that. And the... The scoring champion part for Shaquille O'Neal. I forgot yeah. he won multiple scoring yep. championships as a center. That's yep. how dominant that's he was. That's how dominant he was. So this was fun to go through because you yeah. forget about stuff yeah. like this. That's, I really but forgot about that. Kobe, I've seen a couple lists that I was looking at. I've seen him as low as 15. I've seen him 15 really? to 14 range. ESPN put out there as he was ninth. I see a lot of people have him third all time. I have yep. a lot of people have him 10th all time. What a perfect spot for me, I think, was Kobe six. I had him five or six. He was honestly... Nothing higher, nothing lower. You could say Shaq should be six. Yeah. Because he was the best player on those three championship teams. He won the three finals MVPs. But it's not like Kobe was a complete scrub in those finals, too. He was just as good as Shaquille O'Neal was. So it wasn't one of those things where it was like, I don't know, like people like want to do the the Katie and Steph thing. That that wasn't even that either Mm, because Steph was holding his weight, too. So either way, this whole list, again, I keep saying this is this whole thing. There's nothing right or wrong about this. There's nothing set in stone about any of this. This is all just preference. This is what you value more this is this is just it's all based off opinion this isn't right or wrong nope. i mean it's kind of right or wrong i think look the only way you do this wrong 
is if you don't have Kareem, MJ, yep. and LeBron in your top three. Yep. In any order, you're doing it right. But if you're if, if that's not your top three, you're doing it incorrectly. You're just not doing it right. That's what I firmly believe. And the numbers speak for it, too. I mean, I think, you know what? I'm just going to finish this list, honestly. I just feel like finishing it. Let's go for it. Wait, okay. Kareem over Shaq? Yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> is the greatest center of all time. Okay. And he was an actual center. You know who the hell you are. I'm not going to say any names. I tell me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar isn't a real center. He's taking three-pointers. You know Shaquille O'Neal has taken over 15 more threes in his career than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has? You're going to tell me he's not a real center? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a Hall of Fame player before he even stepped on the hardwood in the NBA. Yep. He was already one of the greatest basketball players to ever live before he even played a minute in the NBA. It's the quickest Hall of Fame resume you'll ever see. He was the, t- I'm telling you. He is... He argued, he his resume. When we get to his resume, he has his resume is just impeccable. There's yeah. no holes in it. It's He's like a walking god. Oh my god. Okay, so number five, Larry Legend. Yeah, the hick from French Lick, Larry yep. Bird, one of the baddest men on the planet. He could bowl. So Larry was. I think the problem too was with Larry that doesn't make him higher than Magic or get him in that top three because he had the talent to do it. It's just his prime of his career was cut down so short because of his back injuries. He was a robot for like prime years of his career. He could hardly walk. He could hardly even sit on the bench. He was still going out there every night and just roasting everybody. He still had it. So Larry Bird, 10-time All-NBA. He won three straight MVPs in the 80s. Oh, crap. Three-time All-Defense. He's a three-time NBA champion. Two of those, he won Finals MVP. He's Rookie of the Year. His career averages were 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. He has a 23.5 player efficiency rating. His win share all-time, uh, his career win share is 145.8. He's 34th all-time in points. He's 27th all-time in defensive rebounds. And he's 42nd all-time in assists. He's 39th in steals. He's 30th in defensive win share. 36th in offensive win share. He's 10th all-time in offensive box plus minus. He's 38th all-time in defensive box plus minus. 14th all-time in value over replacement. And his overall box plus minus is 6th all-time. Okay. So you look at that, you say, well, his points, he's barely top 35. And eh, he's only you know top 30 in defensive rebounds and stuff like that. None of this stuff really jumps out at you that crazy, besides the box plus minus. And his offensive box plus minus. And his win shares, it's pretty insane. It's one of the top 15 all time. But Larry, again, I, it's just the injuries, man. He could have played another 15 years at Incredible Ball. His his resume would be absolutely incredible. So the numbers didn't do Larry a lot of justice. There are a couple of players on here that their numbers really helped them out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Charles Barkley. The analytics love Charles Barkley. As much as he makes fun of it and hates it, the analytics love Charles Barkley. That's why he was 19th on this list. Uh, let's see. Number four, one of my personal favorite players of all time, Magic Johnson. Yes, sir. He's the greatest point guard of all time. I agree. So Magic, another one. Cut down by injuries. Well, it wasn't really an injury. He got sick. sick yeah. So it took out prime years of his career. Yeah. Um, so Magic, he was a 10-time All-NBA. He's a five-time NBA champion. He's three-time Finals MVP. He won that Finals MVP his rookie year. Yep. 20 years old, he won Finals MVP. Playing started, every position. He started every position in Game 6 against Philadelphia. I've seen that game 10 million times from my dad. He's a two-time steal champion. He's a four-time assist champion. He averaged 19.5 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, and 11.2 assists. Wow, steals champion? Yep. Um, he was His player efficiency rating was a 24.1. His win share is a 155.8. He's fifth all-time in assists. 
He's 34th all-time in rebounds. He's 21st all-time in steals. He's 1st all-time in assists per game. He's 7th all-time in assists percentage. He's 4th all-time in offensive rating. He's 4th all-time in box plus minus. He's 21st all-time in offensive win shares. He's 9th all-time in win shares per 48 minutes. He's 14th all-time in uh, value over replacement. So, Magic Johnson, another one of those where he sealed his fate immediately. A Hall of Fame player, one of the best players in the league, 20 years old, finals MVP. Yep. Um, one of the best college basketball players to ever live, too. Yep. Magic was just a man. He's one of the greatest basketball players to ever, ever live. If you think Larry Bird is better than Magic Johnson, you're insane. Just watch the film. Just watch any game. Magic was the baddest man on the planet, and I just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it at all. Um, but again, I think Magic was robbed of some prime years of his career, and his numbers, his resume, it could have looked a lot better too, just like Larry. So, I mean, it just makes their case even better of being top five players all time. So number three, arguably has... <laughs> like the best resume to be the greatest player of all time honestly his resume is absolutely impeccable is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Luau Center 15 all 15 time all NBA he's 11 time all defense he's a six-time NBA champion he was a two-time finals MVP he was a six-time regular season MVP he won rookie of the year he actually one of his titles was the first year that he was in the league and also one of the first years the Milwaukee Bucks was a franchise that's how insane he was. He was a two-time scoring champion. He's uh, He was a four-time block champion. Nice. He averaged 24.6 points and 11.2 rebounds per game. His player efficiency rating was a 24.6. His win shares is a 273.4. That is absolutely just an insane number. Jeez. Like Once we get to this win share number of these next three guys... It's absolutely insane. Like, there's nobody within, like, 100 points, like, literally of these guys. That's how important they are to their teams. He's second all-time in games played. He's first all-time in minutes. He's first all-time in field goals made. He's third all-time in total rebounds. He's 10th all-time in defensive rebounds. He's 43rd all-time in assists. He's third all-time in total blocks. He's the all-time leading scorer in basketball. He's first all-time in offensive win shares. He's third all-time in defensive win shares. So people always talk about Kareem. He wasn't a defensive guy. He's behind only Bill Russell and Tim Duncan in defensive win shares all time. He's first in overall win shares. His number here, 273.4, is a better win shares than MJ. It's better than LeBron. It's better than Bill Russell. It's better than them all. He is the, one of the most important players for his team every single year. He's seventh all-time in win shares per 48 minutes. He's 15th all-time in box plus minus, and he's seventh all-time in value over replacement. I mean, just rattling that stuff off. I didn't even bring his college career into it. He won three, three national championships. He's one of the most dominant players to ever play basketball. To ever pick up a basketball, Green Abdul-Jabbar is one of the best players ever. And he has every right to be in this GOAT debate. No one ever talks about him. They just go straight to Jordan and LeBron. Kareem has every right to be in that conversation he does he has as many titles as jordan does and he has as many mvps as jordan does yep and he's the all-time leading scorer of all not for very long another two more years he'll have that god willing lebron doesn't get hurt but another two years healthy lebron he's gonna be the all-time leading scorer i think he got it so kareem another one that i would argue that he could very well be in the conversation of being the greatest player of all time so number two this is this is the long part did you see what i just flipped over and you see how long this is yeah so that part this, this, and then the other side, that's all of LeBron's accolades. Jeez. So, you know who me, if you know anything about me, you know who number two and number one are. So, number two is Aaron, it's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I, I think the thing, too, that's that's tough to 
dethrone Mike is that he has his resume is just absolutely impeccable. Yeah. It's it's one of the greatest resumes on paper. You look at it, you're like, holy shit! How is how is anybody this good at basketball? Yeah. You, no one could stop him, man. No one could stop. I mean, look at it. We got 11-time All-NBA, 9-time All-Defense. He was one-time Defensive Player of the Year. Holy Five MVPs, six-time champion, six-time Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. He won Rookie of the Year. He was a 10-time scoring champion. Ten times. Yep, three-time steal champion. He averaged 30 points, six rebounds, five assists for his career. His player efficiency rating is 27.9. His win shares is 214. He's fifth all-time in field goals made and attempted. He's sixth in free throw made. He's fifth in points. He's 45th in assists, 79th in rebounds. He's third in steals. His points per game is first all-time. He's first all-time in player efficiency rating, so that 27.9 is first. He's only .98 ahead of LeBron, I believe. He's third all-time in steals per game. He's first in usage rate. He's 20th in offensive rating. He's fifth in offensive win shares. He's 23rd in defensive win shares. He's fifth in win shares overall. He's first in win shares per 48. He's first in box plus minus. He's first in offensive box plus minus. He's 22nd in defensive box plus minus. And he's second all time in value over replacement. So we just watched 10 hours of Mike. We know Mike. We know his career. He was, I mean, for people now to say, the older people who watched him, that's the greatest basketball player they've ever seen. Yeah, no shit. He is the greatest basketball player you've ever seen. People did the same thing when Kareem was coming up. Yep. And then my, my dad was watching basketball. He said, I mean, nobody's greater than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's yep. the greatest basketball player I've ever watched play. The same thing. And he said the same thing when Magic and Larry came say, in. Magic he said, those Bird. are the two greatest players I've ever seen in my life. Yep. And then when Mike was doing his thing, he was like, nobody is greater at basketball. I've never seen anybody do what he does. He is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yep. How could anybody be better than that? Things change. Time evolves. Yep. Things That's evolve. Like people innovative. evolve. Yep. Things get better. Things yep. always get better. And we'll do the same thing now. Ten years from now, someone's going to be sitting here, and they're going to talk about how Zion Williamson is the greatest player they've ever seen play basketball or Jason Tatum or something like that it happens it's gonna happen it's gonna continue to happen the game evolves everything evolves everything gets better everything every single thing in the world gets better so why can't players why can't things be better why did things just stop in the 90s and that's it nobody's better than that and be stuck in the past people are stuck in the past that's true so number one the greatest player of all time, in my opinion, is LeBron James. I, I agree. Well, the thing is, I mean, Magic came out. He said, we're talking about the greatest all-around basketball player. It's LeBron. It is. But the greatest basketball player is Michael Jordan. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. No. It can't be both. It can't. <laughs> to me, LeBron does everything. He does it all incredibly well. If I'm building a basketball player, the perfect basketball player is LeBron. His side, his speed, his strength, his athleticism, his basketball IQ his scoring ability, his passing ability, his rebounding ability. It's all in one guy. It's its LeBron. It's all in there. That, to me, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. And he's hes obviously the greatest basketball player I've ever watched play. Yep. Live, I've sat, I've watched him. I've watched him for 17 years as the greatest basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Same. its He's the greatest. So let's run this down. LeBron James, 15 times All-NBA, okay. six-time All-Defense. He's a three-time NBA champion. Three-time Finals MVP. His four-time regular season MVP. Rookie of the Year. One-time scoring champion. His career averages right now are 27.1, 7.4 rebounds, and 7.4 assists. His player efficiency rating is a 27.5. So he is right behind Mike. At that 7, he was 27.9. LeBron's at a 27.5. So they are, oh, this, this is so laser thin, the margin between these two players, where it's just, it's not so definitive open shut case like people talk about it is yeah this stuff if you dug if you dig through the numbers you look at this it's they're so goddamn close it's insane 
And LeBron, he's still going. Yep. That's he's still adding to his resume. Yep. He's still building. That's the thing. There's like you can't shut the door on this. He's no. still he's still going. Still going. I believe honestly, I believe LeBron has at least three more years of high level basketball left. Yeah, I can see that. And he has another four or five years of just being a player in the league. Yep. I think I I truly believe that. Because yep. he's not. There are nights where it looks like his athleticism is falling off a little bit. Oh, and he yeah. doesn't have his legs some nights. Most of the nights, he's still on par with most of the players in the league as yeah. one of the best athlete, athletes in the league still at yep. age 34. So his win share, 236.1. Okay. And let's see, Jordan was a 214. That's his win share. Third, he's third all-time in points right now. He's ninth all-time in minutes. He's fourth in field goals made and attempted. He's fourth all-time in three-pointers made. He's 12th all-time in three-pointers attempt. He's fifth in free throws made and attempted. He's 18th all-time in rebounds. Okay. Already, he's 18th all-time. He's eighth all-time in assists. That's from top ten, man. He's 14th all-time in steals. He's fourth all-time in points per game. So a guy, he's not a scorer, right? He's a pass-first guy. He has no killer instinct. He's fourth all-time in points per game. He's third all-time in points. But this is a pass-first guy. He, yep. he Never mind. <laughs> he's sixth all-time in usage. He's uh, 39th all-time in offensive rating. He's second all-time in offensive win shares. He's 16th all-time in defensive win shares. He's third all-time in win shares overall. Mm-hmm. He's sixth all-time in win shares per 48 minutes. He's second all-time in box plus minus right behind Mike. He's right behind Mike in offensive box plus minus. He's 32nd all-time in defensive box plus minus. And he is first all-time in value over replacement. So he's ahead of Kareem. He's ahead of, Ma- of Michael, Magic, Larry. He is right now. He is the, the most guy. valuable player he's for his team. Guy. So I'm going to rattle off some... Some things that LeBron has the most of. Okay. So, all time, he has the most assists at the forward position. He has the most consecutive double-digit scoring games all time. He has the most first-team All-NBA selections all time. He has the third most seasons with at least 20,000 points, and he has the third most 20-point games. So, he's behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Karl Malone in both of those categories. He's the only player... To have 34,000 points, 9,000 rebounds, and 9,000 assists. Uh, he's the only player to do 2,000 points, 500 rebounds, and 500 assists, and 100 steals in four consecutive seasons and eight consecutive seasons. He's the only player to average 25-plus points in 15 straight seasons. He's the only player to be top five in points, top 10 in assists. He has the most 20-point playoff games, the most 30-point playoff games, the most 20-10-10 and 10 playoff games, the most 30-10-5 and five games. He has the first, he's first overall in playoff wins shares all time he's second all time in playoff box plus minus he's only 0.98 percent behind michael jordan for that so he'll break that this year once they start playing again um oh he also has the most 40 10 and 5 games all time he's he's first all time in playoff value over replacement as well he's tied for mj for eight post seasons with at least 500 points scored he's the only player to be top 10 in points rebounds assists steals in playoffs all time he's the only player to be top five in points assists and steals all time in the playoffs he's the only player all time to lead both teams in points rebounds assists blocks and steals in playoff series he's the only player to win 20 plus consecutive first round series he's the only player to sweep 10 series in the playoffs he's the only player to average triple double in the finals He's he has the most 30 point triple doubles in the finals. He has the most 30 point 10 rebound and five assist game in the finals. He has the most rebounds all time in the finals. He has the most rebounds all time in the finals. He has the most triple doubles in the finals. He's second all time with three pointers made, assists, steals, and 40 point games and points in the in the finals history. He's behind Jerry West for points in 40 point games in the finals. He's the only player to play in eight consecutive NBA finals. He has more. He has the third most finals appearances all time. I'm talking about teams. 
So it's Lakers, Celtics, LeBron James, and then you go down to the Bulls. He's the only player to average 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists in a final series. And he's done that three straight final series. He's the only player to average 35, 10, and 5 in a final series. <laughs> he's the only player to score 40 points in consecutive elimination games. So these are the youngest awards that he's gotten. So he's the youngest player all time to get a playoff triple-double. He's the youngest player to win Rookie of the Year. He's the youngest player to get a 30-point game, a 40-point game. He's the youngest player to have a 2,000-point season. He's the youngest player to average 30 points per game. He's the youngest player to get an All-NBA selection. He's the youngest player to be All-NBA first team. He's the youngest player to get the All-Star Game MVP. He's the youngest player to lead the league in All-Star voting. He's the youngest player to get a 2,000-point season in seven consecutive seasons. He's the youngest player to win four MVPs. So by the time he won four MVPs, he was the youngest ever to do it. He was 28 years old when he did that. He's the youngest to ever reach 4,000 playoff points, 5,000 playoff points, 6,000 playoff points. And for every 1,000-point milestone from 1,000 to 33,000, he was the youngest to do it. He's played over 185 more games than Michael Jordan. And he's played over 7,318 more minutes. So load manage my ass. That man has played every time he's wanted to play. So the whole thing, he's soft. Load management, all the get out of here. Over 185 more games he's played. Over 7,000 more minutes. So that's, for me, he's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so that, I, that's it. I mean, I'm he's, not. He's still going. And he's still doing it. He is age 34, you're 17. He's leading the league in assists. He's wow. having 25 points a game, and he's just under seven rebounds. He's about to win his fifth NBA MVP, and he's about to win his fourth title. At age 34, year 17, still doing it. So for me, that's the greatest basketball player of all time. He's still adding to his resume. And there are a bunch of guys on here who are still adding to their resume. James Harden. Yep. Chris Paul. Yep. Kawhi Leonard, still adding, still adding. KD. Stephen Curry, KD, they're still adding. Freezing. If Stephen Curry, it ended for him today, he's he's 11th all time. Yeah. And I can easily, I can make him 10th if I wanted to. Yeah. I had him 10th for a little bit, but I was like, ah, I don't know. He could, though. He could. He also, he has a very good resume to be the greatest point guard of all time. He does. Kevin Durant has a very good resume to be the second greatest small forward of all time. So... These guys are still building. Their resumes are still building. So I don't want to hear that, I don't know, that LeBron couldn't do it at this time or Jordan, he could do it. I mean, of course he could do it at this time, man. No shit. <laughs> I mean, I love Shannon Fry. That's my boy. He was part of the 2016 NBA champion, Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. I love that guy to death. He's lost his mind about the Michael Jordan stuff. Saying Michael Jordan, all he had was one job, and that was the score. That's ludicrous. I mean, the guy won Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. Now, I will point out, a lot of people hold that defensive player of the year over LeBron's head that he never won it and Jordan did. The year that Michael Jordan won defensive player of the year, his defensive rating was a 101. That is only the fourth highest defensive rating LeBron has had in an NBA season. Huh. So what is take that for what that is. I don't know what that is, but it's just kind of one of those interesting things where I was like, oh, wow, yeah. LeBron has had a 101 defensive rating more than three times in his career, and he didn't win defensive player of the year. The closest he did was in 2009 when Dwight won it, and LeBron came in second. Dwight wow. deserved to win it that year. He was absolutely yeah, insane. he was. He should have won MVP that year, too. It shouldn't have been Derrick Rose. It should have been LeBron or, or Dwight Howard for that MVP. Yeah. Derrick Rose shouldn't have won that damn MVP. I don't care, man. I do not care. I don't care. He should not have won that MVP. He, he just took the lead by storm. He, he, he should have won that MVP. Whatever, man. Oh, so that's uh, that's my top 50 players of all time. It's a good list. And, you know, I beat my head against the wall for a lot of it. And it it really, oh God, I can't believe I did a list and I didn't have Carmelo Anthony in there. I really tried. I, I tried to shoehorn him in there as much as I could. But if you just look at his numbers, they're, they're good. 
but there's a lot of stuff where it's just like I can't put you top 50 over guys like Gary Payton who have won championships, and I, I just can't do it. I couldn't do it. I Honestly, if I wanted to, I could have put him over there, over Clyde Drexler. I could have done it. I really could have. If you looked at the numbers, I could have done it, but I just it didn't sit right. Yeah. Breaks my heart. I love Carmelo. Same, man. And Justin, I tried to get Gilbert Arenas in there, but it just it didn't happen. And no T-Mac. No, no Tracy McGrady. That's, that's... If you look at his numbers, it's kind of puzzling why people are so insane about him. People, He only had five seasons where he averaged over 25 points a game. I'm sorry. I meant 20 points a game. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. But people before us. Said... His, his, look, his peak and his run of a clean bill of health, absolutely insane. Yeah. A four-year stretch where it was a holy shit. Yeah. He's one of the best two guards in the league. He did it on both ends of the floor, but there was no consistency in his game. Nope. And the thing with Vince Carter, why I didn't get him in there, his late resurgence yeah. like it, to remodel his career. I mean, yeah. he's top 10 all the time at three-pointers made and attempted when a guy who just yeah. lived at the rim and just dunked. Yep. He completely changed his game. Yeah, no but one saw that coming. The consistency early on in his career, just it, I couldn't do it. So there's a bunch of guys who could have made it, but these are the top 50. I'm sure people have a different top 50. I mean, people have Giannis Antetokounmpo 21st all time, and he will be there. Uh, maybe, maybe he won't. We don't know. He hasn't accomplished anything. But he's so he's dominant. Won, he's won a playoff series. He's won an MVP, and he's better than Dwayne Wade already. Have you seen him on the hardwood? Though? I have. But are you kidding me? If we're comparing body of works. What are we comparing? Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's a Greek freak. I love Giannis, but 21 already, bro? I mean, not 21 He's 25 already. all time? Come on, bro. Give He's him like, an MVP. Give him like two two more years he'd be in the top of Two? Yeah. Come on, man. Come he on. better win both championships, too. He will. He'll be in the finals. I don't know if he's gonna win it. Nah, he ain't making the finals this year, homeboy. <laughs> Who's gonna be in it? Who's gonna I still think I still think it's gonna be LA and Philly. You you really still harping on you on Philly. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it. Look, oh, man. That they're big. They're big they, and athletic, man. They are, they are built to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. They are built to give him trouble. That's what they did in the regular season. They just took turns throwing six or seven guys at him, just like, here you go, man. We're going to irritate the shit out of you. Yeah. Go ahead. That starting the five youngest, is, The shortest guy in their starting five is 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. That's insane, yeah. man. You cannot, you can't play small with them. You can't do it. Uh-oh. They are going to play how they want to play. And when Joel B is and on, they, he is one of the best players in the league. And when Ben Simmons is healthy... He's an absolute game wrecker, and it's you can't defend that guy. And they all can move too for their size. That's what I'm saying. They're all big, athletic. Al Horford, he's still, you know, he could throw some minutes at him too. Yeah. And I still, I'm still, I'm still Philly, LA. That's still my bet. I mean, that's what that's the finals I want to see. Still my bet. But I just don't see, uh, I don't see Mike Bootenholzer getting into the finals. That guy is a doofus. He he completely he outco- like he outcoached himself out of that series last year against Toronto. Yeah, he, he completely did. outcoached himself. He was resting Giannis the same time Kawhi was resting. And you're doing buck, it wrong. One bucks up two zero. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong, guy. You were doing it wrong. You're supposed to play Giannis more when Kawhi's not on the floor because Kawhi just he did whatever he wanted with Giannis. He, he just completely took him out of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kawhi did that with one leg. <laughs> God, that was he crazy. just took him completely out of the game, and nobody else for the Bucks could do anything. Chris Middleton was—he was out of it. He couldn't do anything. I didn't know who they were anymore. And that's—that's that's gonna happen again this year, my friend. Oh well, hopefully we'll see July first or July twenty-first. Playoffs get going. Man, 
Need something. I need. I know. I need a palate cleanser. Oh Some, well. Something's got to happen. So I finished the top fifty list. I was gonna save it for another episode, but I figured you kept I, going. I kept going. I wanted to keep going. I wanted I, to get this I done because I did a lot of work on this list. I wrote all that I stuff see. down. I was like, man, I want to tell people all of this stuff because my I got carpal tunnel from writing all that stuff about LeBron. My hand hurts. That was two pages worth of shit. Yes, it was. I couldn't believe I wrote that much stuff. I was like, damn, I'm still going, man. Jesus. I did. I could have done the same thing with Mike. I could have wrote two or three yeah. pages of Mike, too. Oh, but man. We, we just got 10 hours worth of it. Yeah. We know what the hell is going on. You guys don't need me to tell you. We already know. We already know. I need. I felt like I needed to say something nice about LeBron. Because <laughs> lately, nobody's saying anything nice about him. Because I felt... I felt compelled I needed to help the guy out. Yep. The only person who's helping him out is Kendrick Perkins, and he's not helping him out because he's an idiot. <laughs> so, all right. I think uh, I think that was it for us. I think, I think that's the end of the first episode. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was that a good was. time. That was a lot more fun than me talking to myself. Yes. So, on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So, thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to like, rate, and review at the end of each episode. We're still trying to get our schedule together, so we're thinking we're probably going to do it, like, once a week probably around like Tuesday or Wednesday nights or something like that. We'll see. So just keep out on the lookout for it. Thanks guys for listening. Um, we'll talk to you next week. See you. Yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. <laughs>